Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, the only podcast where your favorite Broadway stars intensely share their opinions of which mouse ears to wear to a Disney park. Speaking of magical things to wear, have you visited the E-Ticket to Broadway shop? There you can find fun new shirts, bags, mugs to show off your love for the podcast, and also that intersection of Broadway and the Disney parks. We're always adding new designs, so please be sure to check out www.eticketpodcast.com today. Also on the website, you can learn how you can become a VIP listener by becoming a Patreon of eTicket. There are five different levels of giving, all to support yours truly, plus a portion of all funds raised goes directly to Gilana's Fund an organization created in 2007, shortly after my oldest sister Gilana passed away. This fund honors her legacy by helping organizations across the country whose missions align with the fund's core values, inclusion, justice, and acceptance. If you enjoy this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget about our Instagram page, where you can play games all week and see photos of our guests at the parks. I have known this episode's guest for many years, but this is the first time we ever spoke about our deep love of the Disney parks. She has starred on Broadway in The Phantom of the Opera, Masterclass, It Should Have Been You, School of Rock, and, of course, as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Hold on to your who's-its and what's-its, here comes Sierra Boggess. Sierra, it is so wonderful to have you on this podcast as a true Disney and Broadway star. I think what all of our listeners want to know, have you ever gone to a Disney park and worn your Heelys? Oh my God. I mean, I have never done that. And I don't know why the answer is no, because I should be doing, that's like the way to get around. Um, and then you can get to all the timed things very quickly. Like, why haven't I? is is the question. <laughs> yeah, I really want this to happen. I want yes. people to film it. Yes. I think this is it just makes perfect sense. But it yeah, does. it's like we have a fast pass for Space Mountain in 5 minutes. You're like, 
I got you covered. I'll yeah, be there. I, I'll be there in three. Yeah, exactly. So, Sierra, have you always been a fan of Disney? Always. Um, I feel like when when I was growing up, well, first of all, when I was growing up, my favorite Disney movies were Sword in the Stone. Um, Madame Mim is my favorite Disney villain. Um, and Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella. And then when I was, I can't remember how old I was when Little Mermaid came out, but that was the first one of those like big ones. It was like that, then Beauty and the Beast, right? And then um, Aladdin, Lion King. So like I was in prime age range for Disney to be such a, you know, I don't know, part of my development in my life. So you mean like part of your world? Literally part of my world. Oh my God, how dare you? Um, yeah, I, I have always loved Disney. Um, it's not even like, oh, the Disney magic. That's sort of what you love as an adult. I think that's what's interesting. But um, I think for me, it was, uh, I loved the humor. There's so much humor in Disney. The sidekicks, you know what I mean? Like there's always good, like I was always obsessed with Gus Gus in Cinderella. I never wanted to be Cinderella. I wanted to be Gus Gus, you know, and my sister was Jacques. So it was like, I always liked the the side characters. I liked Smee in Peter Pan. Wow. Like I know, I, I I don't know. So um, and then of course, like when Little Mermaid came out, it was we were quoting. Like of course, I I loved the princesses, but um, and my sister loved all the villains, um, always. And uh, but it was the sidekicks we were obsessed with. So Scuttle Flounder and um, Sebastian. It was like. That's what you loved. <laughs> when they offered you Ariel on Broadway, we were like, thank you so much, but <laughs> can I please play Flounder instead? Please, may I? Please, may I? And they said, you're too old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Sebastian was my favorite, actually, from Mermaid. I remember I had a Sebastian stuffed animal that I got at Disney, um, and he was my favorite. And I remember playing the cassette tape. That's right. On my boom box and yep. throwing him around the room while he, while he, as if he was singing and like celebrating under the sea. Yeah. And is it bizarre to Titus that you now have a Titus Burgess stuffed animal? It is not. He requires that actually. So yes, I, yes yeah. that's true. That's true. <laughs> I love that Sierra because same thing, you know, like those of us that were born at a certain time, the re- like, the Renaissance of Disney movies hit us at such a time that we grew up with it. Oh yeah. It didn't seem bizarre that there were, you know, dry valleys of Disney movies. It just felt like, well, isn't this always the case that there's just a new Disney movie every year? Yeah. And, and better and better. Like, I mean, I, I, it's also weird. I mean, when you're little, you remember things so easily, but I, I feel like my memory is walking out of the movie theater, seeing Little Mermaid. And it's like, we could recite the whole thing. Like it was that impactful where you're just like, you just know it by heart. Even the first time that you see it from, from everything. Um, so yeah, it, I feel really lucky to have been born when I did so that those movies are the ones that are like super ingrained in my brain. Were there any Disney characters that you related to as a kid? Madame Mim. 
Um, <laughs> do you know okay. Sword in the Stone at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Madame Mim has come up on this podcast multiple times. <gasps> really? She's a legend. Oh, I oh, love yeah. Madame Mim. Um, and like, I also love the squirrels. <laughs> Yes. I love the squirrels. I still like my sisters and I always like we always even to this day quote things from that like like um oh squirrely squirrels. I just said it the other day in um people who are like true Disney fanatics are gonna know exactly what I'm talking about with that. This like the um when when the squirrels are stepping on Archimedes when they're running around um in Sword in the Stone. And I say it all the time, even in the parks and I because I walk in Central Park all the time and these squirrels pass and I was like, squirrely squirrels and I'm by myself. Like, I mean, I quote this stuff all the time. Yeah. Um and then yeah, uh, I forget even the question, David. <laughs> you just asked. I was just imagining you in Central Park. It was just relating to a Disney character and, and Madame M. But oh my god! Oh yes, you were asking if I've related to any of them. Is that what you were yeah. asking? Yes, I was. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I always have related to the sidekicks <laughs> because I, I mean. I was very quickly pigeonholed into an ingenue, but I have never felt like that. I've always felt like um, the like weirdo, <laughs> even though I think all the ingenues are weirdos too. It's like nothing should be pigeonholed anymore. Um, but I think, yeah, I've always, when we used to act these out when we were kids, my sisters and I, then I always was like the weird sidekick. You know, I just always, I think I've always enjoyed that, but I love like, I just love the humor part of it the most. Yeah. yeah. And when you go back and watch the Disney movies as an adult, there's new jokes and you're like, I didn't get that when I was 10, but oh I yeah, there's, enjoy it now. for sure. There's things that's like, oh, that is not for children. Like that there are definitely things that, and I can't, well, even like Madame Mim, when she transforms and she's like, I can be beautiful, lovely and fair. And she has like a no inch waist and some huge tatas and like just a whole thing you know there's there's things as an adult that i'm like oh <laughs> have you ever considered one year for halloween going as that madam in transformation i would love to but i think i couldn't breathe because you would have to wear some type of corset that just like makes you have Fair. a five inch waist and long purple hair what about just madam mim as is Madam Mimza is, I should have, because my sister, my older sister and I, um, we used to, in our pool, we didn't have a pool pool in Denver. We had one of those blow up pools that everyone had, you know, yeah. like if you didn't, yep. like, yeah. So it was like on the grass and you put the green hose and you fill it up with freezing water. We used to play wizards duels and she was, <laughs> um, she was Merlin and I was Madam Mim and we would count, you know, like they do one two three four and we would do uh wizards duels um and just like slam each other to the ground and that was our version of the wizards duels so i think that's why i never went as madame mim for halloween because i was just i was her and by so was good. i mean i am <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm really letting you know when i say i know sword in the stone i mean i know sword in the stone <laughs> And what other Disney characters did you love? So I also loved Jungle Book. Um, and I my favorite was Baloo. My older sister's favorite was um what was the Panther's name? The uh mm -hmm. it was Not Shere Khan. No, that's exactly what I was gonna say. And it's like, well, of course she loved him because what? He was the villain. Villain. Um it was it was um Baloo and Bagheera. 
Bagheera. She loved Bagheera. I loved um I loved Baloo. But my favorite sidekick from that was Ka, the snake. (laughs) Because he like he hypnotizes you to do what he wants and then can't eat you. Like he but I loved his song Trust in Me. Trust in me. Close your eyes. Trust in me. Like I don't know why that was like the song that I knew from that. I should add that into my concerts, really. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just like that'll be the opener. Yeah, and we're just hypnotize everyone into just like, and then I can eat you all. But I want to see Jafar's staff sing that song, right? Absolutely. That's you know what? That's a good thing because Jafar's staff is terrifying. Yes, and um. Ka is silly, but he's going to eat you. Like he will kill you, but he's silly. Whereas Jafar's staff will kill you. And he, and he wasn't even funny about it. (laughs) He's just super scary. Like when he turns into a real snake, he's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, he is. Totally. Sarah, I love that you loved Sword in the Stone and watching the movies as a kid. Do you remember the first time you went to a Disney park? Yes, I was six years old. Um, And what I actually remember about going to that was, first of all, the tickets were expensive. And I didn't grow up in a family that had a lot of money at all. So I remember that being a thing that's like, this is very expensive. And so this is very special. And I remember that being like, first of all, a thing. I think it's important to acknowledge that's like, it it, it is something that, that families save for, especially when you're, I was in a family of five, there's three kids. Um, and so it, it, it is very special and I want it to always feel like that too. Um, and so I remember that and, uh, then getting there, what I remember, we went to Disney world. Um, and so I remember going to the Epcot more than even the Disney part of it. I liked, um, my favorite was figment. And I don't know that Figment is still there. Figment of your imagination. He's he's making a comeback in the <gasps> parks for sure. Oh, cool. And I don't know what his deal was, but I loved him. And we also got like Figment stuffed animals and stuff. Um, but the ride that I remember loving was um, uh, the Haunted House. I loved the haunted house um in the in the disney park park um and i loved it like i i remember at six like i do honestly think that being at disney world is one of my earliest memories as a human on this planet and i remember when you get your picture or you not your picture when you're when you see yourself in the mirror towards the end of the haunted house ride um, or the haunted mansion, and you see like the ghosts are next to you, and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the entire world. I never want to know the technology behind it. Like even to this day, there are so many things, and I'm like, nope, I want it to stay Disney magic forever. Like yes, I remember, I remember that that ride in particular. Um, I do not have memories of needing to see any Disney princesses like getting your picture taken with princesses or anything like that I was never super princessy and neither were my sisters but also bear in mind at six years old mermaid hadn't come out yet beauty and the beat like all these ones haven't come out yet um so I don't but I remember I do have I think it's a picture of like 
I think it was Goofy. I do think that it, that um, Goofy was is in one of the photos that we have from like when we're kids. Um, yeah. Your Broadway buddy, Leslie Margarita, famously mm. shares on this podcast how much she doesn't like Goofy. So <gasps> oh. maybe you can convince her. Because I should I have Goofy's a great. Well, I should yeah. just, I'm just curious. I, I should talk to her about why. Yeah. I don't know if she has a, a reason, but <laughs> it, it's a thing. <laughs> it's so funny, sir, because I know you're from the West mm-hmm. uh, and you went to Florida rather than California. Was there a, a reason for that? Because my granddad was from um, Alabama. And so we did family reunions in Alabama every, like, I mean, deep South. <laughs> that is that my, that side of my family is super Southern. So we would have our reunions, um, in uh in Florida actually so that we would go to a uh, Panama City Beach and so we were in Florida for that and and that was one of our things that we got to do is go to Disney World I didn't go to Disneyland until I was an adult and I'm the total opposite Disneyland was my my home park and I've actually uh, only been to Walt Disney World twice which I know is shocking well I've only been twice as well but Disneyland you've gone a lot yeah, that's an understatement. I yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Disneyland Paris? Uh, did I go to Paris? Did I go to Paris? No, I don't think I made it there. Did Any I? Any of the other international ones? Yes, I went to I know I went to Tokyo and I went to Tokyo Sea. Um yeah. and that was oh, it was so good. I have to make sure that I'm not No, I'm not wrong. I did not go to Disneyland Paris. I was going to um but then i because i had moved to paris to do a show and then um that got canceled because it caught on fire so (laughs) so then i think my disneyland paris oh wait 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 i'm completely lying i did go yes i did and i'm gonna send you photos from that i did go to paris oh my god yeah i was like i know that i did i knew that i had plans the show had caught on fire. I did know that I was going to go home, but I still, that that's true. I did go. I had a friend who happened to be working there. She was playing, um, she was playing the, what's her name in, um, Little Mermaid. I mean, in Cinderella. Ariel. <laughs> yeah. What's um. that one? Uh, she's in Cinderella. She's, oh, the fairy godmother. She was playing uh-huh. her in one of the, um, shows. And so she got me tickets to come in and like see the show and like go to the park and stuff. And I do, I loved Disneyland Paris. Of course, like everything, everything's just better in like Paris. I mean, that again, I say it here a lot, but that castle is stunning. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That, um, and then of course I had to do the haunted mansion and it was, um, it was around the holidays that I was there or getting to be holiday time. So they were already, I think it was October. So I think they had like really Halloweened it up. Like there was pumpkins and like all kinds of stuff. It was, it was, a, oh, it was a Jack Skellington theme. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, in yeah. Disneyland, the Haunted Mansion does become the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. Oh, so then that was crazy. probably the same thing. That's probably what it was doing. Paris. I Maybe. Yeah. I just love that like Phantom Manor in, and Disneyland Paris and Haunted Mansion in the States are so different. I mean, yes. there's similarities, of course, but yes. and again, even um, Mystic Manor, 
you know, it's like the, the culture pays attention. Like what is the kind of spooky thing that we can focus in on? Yeah. I love the international parks. I do really too. Cool. And, and, and truly I, I want to talk about Disney sea too. Cause that was just like, first of all, we, I remember being there with my best friend cause I was there doing a concert. And so we had some time off and then my best friend had flown over to, um, see also like Japan and all that. And so we had to go to Disney and I rem- and it was raining, but they still, um, they did like the parade even in the rain. And like, it was, it was great though. Cause then there was hardly any lines or anything like that, but it was just so beautifully done. Um, especially like Ariel's grotto and like all the stuff that has to do with little mermaid. It's the best in, in Tokyo. It's past is it's, I think it's the best of all of them what I saw them do for Little Mermaid in, um, in Tokyo. Do they ever recognize you? Uh, I didn't get recognized. No, I didn't get recognized there. I've never been recognized at Disney actually at a Disney really? park. Yeah. Even when you're wearing the whole costume? I know. Even though I show up and I'm like, try, like notice me. <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> I just like, it is interesting. Like, unless you are fully dressed up, I mean, but yeah. even so, they're just no. I don't think I don't think I would ever get recognized. I think it's like one of the places I wouldn't get recognized, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to confuse any kid who's like, "Wait, I just saw Ariel, and why are you over here right now?" Yeah, yeah. You take those heelys <laughs> off. You're ruining the magic. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Sarah, what do you think makes a Disney park so magical? Mm. I think that Disney does a really amazing job of keeping you in the world. So when you enter into Disneyland or Disney World, it truly is that. It is another land. It is another world. And it and they do every single thing they can to keep you um, invested in the magic um, down like everything uh, from calling it cast entrances or stuff. You know, it's not like employees or so. It's like cast. It's like it just feels like a whole other. It, it feels very thoughtful, and it feels like an experience worth having and a true escape from everything outside. You know, um, which is why I think adults love it so much. I mean, more more adults seem to love it than kids because a lot of times kids like you know, planet earth is still Disney world to them. So I actually think Disney world or land can be lost on kids a lot of the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they, uh, and also like any characters that you meet or take pictures with, I mean, they, I mean, they have contracts, like they are in character um, without like, any confusion whatsoever the whole time that they're there when they take pictures each princess has a certain way that they stand and way that they learn to hold their hands and stuff like that like that stuff is so fascinating to me I learned that when I was in London um and I did a concert in Hyde Park with um and the Disneyland Paris um people cast had come over and so I like 
all I sang um, Once Upon a Dream and all the Disney princesses were there. This was like a celebration for the Queen in Hyde Park and it was for like family day. Wow. So it was like actual the Disney princesses from the parks were there and Goofy and I got to dance with Baloo the Bear and like, oh, mm. it was the best. I lived my life. But yeah. the, each that's when I learned I was like, oh, when they are the cast, when they are the cast, they are never breaking character and they take it very seriously. And because they take it seriously, you get to have a magical time. And that's what I, that's one of the things that I think is so special about yeah. Disney. It really I is. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you go to a Disney park, are there any like must do rides or, or snacks that you have to accomplish? <laughs> Um, I must, uh, we've talked about Haunted Mansion, but I must do that. Um, I must do the, um, I always get them confused. Uh, is it Splash Mountain? Uh-huh. Is it that one? What's the one that has the Yeti? There's like a Yeti. At That's the-, the Matterhorn or oh. Expedition Everest in Walt Disney World. Okay. So that one, um, I need to do. And I also have to do the, um, uh, I have to do. Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yes. I mean, I will do that. There was a time, if you go at a certain time at Disneyland, um, you know, like go on a weekday or something like that. And a certain time when rides are starting to shut down and stuff. Um, if you go and the line is quite short, you get there, you can go immediately on it again. Like as yep. soon as that, there's, you know how it goes. There are certain times where you can time it out. Right. That's like, okay. And then we can go immediately on it again. We have definitely done that before. We have definitely done that. Some of those tips that I have, I will not say on the no, podcast because sure. I don't want everyone doing it. Correct. Yeah. No, but listen, Indiana time. Jones, great ride. So many fun hidden Mickeys. Have you seen the skeleton with the mouse ears that says bones on it? <gasps> oh, oh, have I- the coolest. Oh, I got to look now. Now I got to go again. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there's some other fun hidden secrets that I'm not going to tell you because I want to keep the magic alive. But yes. they, the Imagineers did such a great job with that ride. Oh, and also I love, sorry, I also love the, um, what's the pirate one? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean. I love that one. It is like, you know, that again, that's one of those rides. It's like, wait, is this for kids? There's like a drunk pirate, like chasing wenches, you know, it's like well, they, it's so rough, like have, banking one. They have updated it. I'm sure they have now. <laughs> but, yes, but when we were kids, it was a different experience. It was. Uh, we've got questions coming up later from our listeners, but Alana was asking, do you have a favorite type of outfit or mouse ears that you like to wear to the parks? <gasps> oh, so one of my best friends, um, she lives in Las Vegas. And so she goes, I mean, she, she goes to Disney all the time when she got married for her honeymoon, we all went to Disney, the bridal party, everybody. So, um, we got so many different kinds of mouse ears. And so yeah, I have to wear sparkly mouse ears. Every time I go, I have the classic black and reds. Um, and then I have the silver ones. We got the silver ones for when we went there during, um, holiday time, but Disney just gave me, um, the most special mouse ears that I will, that were the limited edition, aerial ears. Um, and I, I was gifted those in March of 2020. Um, and I, so I am very much looking forward to when I get to debut those ears at the theme park. Um, and 
Yes, they are stunning. Because Ariel, now she, you know, each princess like has their own set of ears, but these are like limited edition. They're hardcore. And I would actually have to, you know, I would have to make my entrance in them, but then I would have to switch probably to the silver or the, or the classic black and red pair um, so that they don't like fly off because they're, they're heavy duty, you see. Yeah. <laughs> What if I was like, no, I I don't know what she's talking about. What do you mean ears? <laughs> I have like yeah. such detailed answer. No, this. It's, this is my favorite conversation I've ever had with you. Just the intensity of the answer. I, I love it so much. Yeah, it's very serious. And and also I will say to Alana, Alana, who asked that, it mm-hmm. is an excellent Alana. question because it is very important what ear you choose with what outfit, you know, how you are going to show up to Disney is very important, I think. So excellent yes. question. Have you ever done Disney bounding? What's you know what that? that is? No, I don't. So it's where you wear, you know, everyday clothing, but the color scheme, kind of the the style of it matches a Disney character. Oh. So for instance, if you wanted to go as Ariel, you might wear like a nice flowing green skirt. And a purple top. A purple top. Mm-hmm. I, and then yeah. maybe a red sparkly, you know. Sure. I have Mouse unconsciously ears. Disney bound then. I have definitely yes, unconsciously yes. Disney That's right. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. I have subconsciously it. dressed up as Mickey Mouse every day of my life. Well, there it's, it is. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I never wear my mouse ears to the parks because I'm always so scared that they're going to fly off. Well, but that's recently the thing. I purchased, I have like a baseball cap that have mouse ears and that <gasps> one's good to go. Oh my God. Oh, that reminds me. I have a snow hat. I have a pink snow hat with mouse ears that I got one of the winters that I was at Disney. And it's one of my favorite snow hats to this day. I still, I wear it all the time, but that is an excellent choice for if you don't want it to fly off because it has the little things you can tie it on so that it stays. Yes. Mm -hmm. But every day, and what's funny is I actually talked about this with Jody Benson on this (gasps) podcast is when you wear Disney clothing, people smile when they see you. This is a really easy way to spread joy. Yes, it is. Very. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think would enjoy a trip to the parks more? Christine Daae, Rebecca Steinberg, or Rosalie Mullins? Oh, I actually want to go with Rosalie Mullins on this. I think she needs to like, because as we learn about her, she just wants to let loose. And she and she asks herself, like, where did the child within me go? So I think that Miss um, Mullins would do very well taking a field trip to the Disney parks. Um, you know, I, I don't know that Christine can handle that much joy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Rebecca Steinberg is, um, I think she is, I think she's doing just fine. You know, now that she knows who she is. Um, I think that she's like, I would think that Rebecca Steinberg probably um, has frequented a, a Disney park, but who needs it the most, I would say is Miss Mullins. Who's going to be like, who I would love to watch experience. <laughs> it is actually Ms. Mullins. <laughs> good, good, good. So speaking of your Broadway resume, you know, you so wonderfully brought Ariel to the stage. If you could bring another Disney character to the Broadway stage, which one would you choose? Madame Mim. <laughs> Great. Moving on. Perfect. <laughs> or one of the squirrels. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I would, but that is my answer. But I also would bring Merida. Sure. I loved that movie. I loved it. I wept in that movie. I mean, I wept. I wept. 
do you think it's in your contract that you can only play redheaded Redheads. Disney stars? <laughs> um, yes, I do. <laughs> right. Madam Mim, Ariel. It's actually in my Fair hair colorist contract because he's like, I don't want to change your hair to another yeah. color. It takes too much to get this. <laughs> Listen, there's a fellow ginger. A uh, yes. <laughs> Sarah, let's say you were to become a cast member at the parks. Which job would you want? Ooh. I was what I what job I would not want is to be one of the characters, actually. That became very clear just now. Sure. Um, to be friends with one. Yeah, I think I to, that's right. I'm sorry. To be friends with a character. Um I would uh would I want to be the photographer? It's part of what I love and why I think that is um, I love watching the joy of people who don't do this for a living, you know, who don't dress up and stuff and who, so perhaps I would want to be a photographer, um, one of the, the park photographers so that I can continue to um, help capture the joy that everybody is, is having the, especially, and I really, especially the adults, the adults need it more. They really do. The, it's the forgotten ch- child within us. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go As with- Walt would say, to the young at heart. To the young at heart. Mm-hmm. Absol- and that don't allow themselves or forget to give themselves permission to be that playful and joyful. Um, I think that's, yeah, let's go with that. Photographer. Great. We're ready. Photo pass. Uh, so my final question for you if former Mouseketeer Britney Spears were to cover any Disney song which song do you think she would choose and would you be able to provide us with an example of what that may sound like correct Um, so I feel like I feel like what song would you like her to cover well I would love I mean of course she was a Mouseketeer in the 90s so I want some like classic so something like um So like a when you wish upon a star like that? Like that yes. kind of classic? Or even know. like Yeah. What about So This Is Love from Cinderella? Oh yeah, sure. And so this is love. Uh-huh. This is the love. So the hair is what makes the light divine. Yeah. And of course, just the final one is, of course, Snow White singing Someday My Prince Will Come. Sure. That's in her key. Someday my prince will come. Someday I'll find my love. <laughs> just right. She finally found the like her key. <laughs> yeah. She right at the last note. <laughs> Oh my god, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love her. Oh, Suey, we'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with this It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sarah, it's time for Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and you'll have 30 seconds after I ask the first question to answer as many as possible. Are you ready? I feel so ready. Okay. Ah, Come on, Disney magic. Here we go. Come on. Sierra, name any character from The Little Mermaid. Sebastian. Favorite snack in the parks? Ice cream sandwich. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Which one's Fantasyland? Uh, I don't know. I, which one's Fantasyland? The one with all the rides like Snow White and Peter Pan and the teacups. And Peter Pan and teacups. <laughs> Name a song from Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Favorite Broadway musical? Color Purple. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Favorite Disney villain? <laughs> Madame <Time>. M. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I really got stuck on that uh, fantasy land. I'm not yeah. good with knowing what the names are of the things where they go and well, all you, that. You did. You answered it so well. You gave me two options. So well, you because really you gave them that. to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That yeah, was all you. It's true. It's really good. I like that you love the color purple and that you went for the title song of Phantom of the Opera. Well <laughs> yes, done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just trying it's to get a- these answers in. It's a bold choice, you know, to choose a character other than the one you played for for Little Mermaid. Well, yeah, but, you know, Sebastian was my favorite. Still is. Because it's like, yeah. you know what part made it made Sebastian my favorite? And I remember this. Is when Ariel's on the rock, um, when she's rescued Prince Eric and she's waiting on the... Or no, she's not on the rock yet. She's rescued Prince Eric. And Scuttle and... Um, Sebastian get washed up onto the rock and then he sees me with the well he sees Ariel with Prince Eric and his whole jaw drops that is a fight and then Scuttle just takes one feather and just like rolls his chin back up it is still making me laugh right now and my favorite thing is in these beautiful Disney songs like part of your world Mm -hmm. when there's a character that has a reaction and there's this moment when Sebastian sees his reflection yeah. and he screams and he's like in the middle of yeah. the snow. And then he goes in the, yeah, yeah. and then he ends up in that beer stein. Yes. Yes. Same <laughs> thing in down. the beautiful, 
the beautiful song from Peter Pan, Your Mother and Mine, Smee sobs right towards the end of it. And it's actually on the recording. And Wait, it's like this beautiful see. song. Those are my favorites. Notice that the two characters, what did I say? You're I right. love the sidekicks. And I said Smee yep. and Sebastian, and they both ruined beautiful yeah. moments from the yeah. ingenues. The next time you sing Part of Your World in, in concert, I want Sebastian to scream. Absolutely. Just, you can just add that. Please. And doing the part where he like, sees or opens his eyes in a pair of glasses too like there's so many moments but this is really good content (laughs) this is good content you know one of the ones i didn't get to ask you is can you name one of the fish mentioned in under the sea the newt the newt plays the flute the cart plays the heart you know so the newt i would say the 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 bass plays the bass um yeah yeah. i need to i'm gonna i think that's exactly what jody said as well oh really well, because it, it makes sense because it's the first, um, it's the first you're fish right, you're listed. Right, yeah. That's that it's a good one. Sense. It's a good one. Put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh boy! It's trivia time. At Disney California Adventure lives the Little Mermaid Ariel's undersea adventure attraction. The Disneyland website states, "Quote." While this delightful adventure takes you under the sea, there is no actual water and you will not get wet, end quote, truly on the website. Though they stay dry, guests do get to board giant clamshells, each weighing a staggering 1,635 pounds, and witness Ariel's journey. The ride uses the voices of both Jody Benson and Pat Carroll to help tell the story and features how many characters in the ride, including Sebastian, one of the smallest audio animatronics created by the Imagineers. Oh, I I don't know. All of Take them? a guess. It's crazy. It it it's shocking how many. Like a hundred. It's nearly one hundred and ninety. Wow! All from mermaid. Yeah, it's possible each fish. What's so funny is Disney says nearly one ninety. It's like why nearly? Yeah. Is there like <laughs> no? Is there like one that <laughs> shows up for matinees only? Like, yeah. <laughs> like some of these newt. fish are like, no. Yeah, it's the newt. He's like, I can't newt. play the flute all eight shows, yeah. you know, or actually 20,000 shows a day. Oh that makes sense. You know what? Nearly makes yeah. sense. Don't question Disney. Don't question I won't, them. I Sierra, you have dazzled audiences all over the world with your incredible performances, including Christine Daae in The Phantom of the Opera and Love Never Dies, as well as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. So it's time to play everyone's favorite game, Ariel or Christine Daae. I'm going to give you a clue, and I need you to tell me if I'm referring to Christine, Ariel, or both of them. Are you ready to wish you were somehow part of your world? Wow. Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. So number one for Christine Daae or Ariel... I am a young woman dreaming of new adventures, and I often share my hopes and dreams with a fish. Ariel. That is Ariel. Could could have been Christine. Could have been until you said fish. If you said ballerina, it would have been Christine. Maybe in her dressing room she had a little fish bowl. We don't know. That's right. (laughs) She had a little beta fish. (laughs) Yeah. Christine Daae or Ariel number two. I love to sing so much. In fact... 
there is someone who lives below sea level who is obsessed with my voice and demands that I sing for them. <gasps> both. That is both. <laughs> Definitely both. Definitely yeah. both. And Ursula yeah. for sure lives below sea level. And yeah. so does that phantom. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> although, Number three. What? Okay. Oh. Although, does Ariel love to sing? I think so. She. Well, let me, let me say this though, because she sure did miss the concert. She I did. think others love her to sing because she she um she missed the concert. Uh, she's always missing these rehearsals. She has a beautiful voice. They talk about, but mm-hmm. Sebastian seems to want her to sing more. I'm not sure that actually what she loves is singing. I think you know she just loves human things. But yes, she does have someone obsessed with her voice. And I think yes. for her, it's everyone else but her. Whereas Christine actually loves to sing. I think. So. <laughs> this is the dramaturgical relevance. Of My the goodness. <laughs> when Sierra we Bach. do this. <laughs> you were like, I'm just trying to play a fun game, Sierra. No, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is. The game is only to lead us to a deeper understanding. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of great games, number three of Christine Daye or Ariel. There are so many cool objects in the human world, including forks, books, and chandeliers. The latter almost took me out one day at work. Oh, well, definitely Christine. Um, I'm just making sure that like a fork didn't almost take Ariel but it was out. Just the, but just the latter, only a chandelier. Just, yeah, just, so I, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, just Christine for that one. That's right. It is just Christine. Okay. <laughs> we got to be careful. I did, I, I did watch this morning. I was like, is there a chandelier in the grotto? But no. Oh, that's good to know. But she does put a fork in a candelabra and it's like, doesn't she know that it's a dinglehopper? But I she does right. know it's a dinglehopper, but she doesn't know that that that's a candelabra. So but she what's doesn't the fire know. And what's the word? Yeah, you're right. Because she doesn't look at the fire coming from the candelabra. She looks at the fire from the painting. So she knows what a fire is, but she doesn't know what a yeah. candle is. She didn't ask that's what right. what's a fire and how does it. On what does it burn? On what does it burn? With what? And how does it relate to Hanukkah? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Number four for Christine Dyer Ariel. The world first knew about me by reading a book written by a man from Europe. Both. Both of them. That's right. Both Ariel and Christine. Gaston LaRue, who was French, and Hans Christian Andersen, who was Danish. Yes. Yeah, it's both. Number five, my father has a huge impact on my life and often looks over me. Both. That is both. Oh, that is so both. Yeah. That's one of the most beautiful moments in Little Mermaid for sure. Like when he destroys the grotto? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When he lets her have it. (laughs) Yeah. But daddy, I love him. Daddy, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) That is the second time. That has been said on this podcast. Of course. One is the thing. If you get people of a certain age on on here, there are certain things that we know. Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, Number six for Christine Dyer Ariel. There are so many wonderful songs by incredible musicians that have been written as my story has been adapted for the stage, including one song entirely sung by a group of seagulls. Well, Ariel. That is, that is, it's definitely Ariel. But I was like, 
<laughs> again, I just have to be like, wait, were there seagulls in the opera? You know, <laughs> no, Christine Dyer, Ariel number seven. I love love. And during my story, I get to take a boat ride with a man who is super interested in me. Hey, boat. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Yep. They both get that boat ride. Sure do. I wish that like the candelabras in um in the opera house could sing like kiss the girl. But... I know. Or like Scott I want to see that mashup. Fan of the opera. <laughs> okay. Someone's gonna someone is gonna do it now that you put it out there. Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> How come it hasn't been done yet? Get on well, it, because, people. Yeah. Even like, you know, he grabs a candle the Phantom grabs a candelabra and it's actually mm-hmm. Lumiere. Mm-hmm. We could do it. We could so do it. I mean, this is the core of E-Ticket to Broadway. Okay, number eight. Here comes the bride, all dressed in white. I get to wear a beautiful wedding dress in my story. Both. That's both. That's both. Yeah. One gets thrown around in her wedding dress. Yes, she does. Um, and another one. The Wait, really quickly. The wedding dress that was designed for Little Mermaid Broadway the original design, it lasted one performance only in the out-of-town preview because it was shaped like a shell. So it was beautiful, but it was not designed to maneuver. It was designed to basically, you stand in a basically a clamshell, so you can't bow in it. You can neither bend down or up or back or side. <laughs> so it is not practical. And you, I had to climb a ladder to get to the top of the ship. So that, it, that was... And it, that couldn't even be done. So it lasted but one performance, but it was beautiful. Um, Did it also weigh 1,635 pounds like the one at California Adventure? Oh, my God. Uh, no, this one weighed no pounds. But the the wedding dress that does weigh that also is um, – is Christine's wedding dress. That is the that is the heaviest dress that I have ever worn. Goodness. Okay, we've got two more. You are killing this. Christine Dyer, Ariel. I often perform in a theatrical chorus with other wonderful women. And one time, right at my entrance, I wasn't there, which really angered a crustacean. Oh my God. Well, my, minus the crustacean part, it's both of them. It is, but yeah. Except the crustacean, although some people yeah. could say Madame Giri's a crustacean. You know, yes. she's, she is crusty. The similarities. She threw crusties at me <laughs> for missing my entrance. <laughs> uh, but yes, you are right, it is Ariel. The final question for Christine Dyer or Ariel, number 10. I am so lucky that my story has been shared with Broadway audiences. In fact, a man very close to me has been played on Broadway by Norm Lewis. <laughs> well, that's both. That is both. It is, he is both my father and my masked lover. Yes. <laughs> well, Sierra, congratulations. You did incredibly well Why, on Christine Dyer or Ariel. hear from some of you huh Sierra we put it on social media and your fans came out in full force you had over a hundred questions but here are some really fun questions I want to ask you on their behalf nice. so Campbell is curious have you actually combed your hair with a fork yes I have absolutely yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't think I have but I know what I'm going to do later. Yes, you do, because you want your answer to be yes. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Always. Claire wants to know, what is your favorite memory from Little Mermaid on Broadway? 
that would be the first time that I heard the orchestra. Um, so getting that to be your Broadway debut and then uh, coming down to the stage for the first time um, before there's an audience and getting to hear the orchestra playing that iconic music, that is that is one of my earliest and most favorite memories. Charlie wants to know, is there a possibility that you could ever be in Disney on ice since you're really good at ice skating too? <laughs> I I mean, that is like, that's a dream right there. I would love to. I am not, I mean, I, I post a lot of content of trying to get back into it, but I've, I've been off the ice for 20 years. So if I kept working at it, then that would be the coolest thing in the world to yeah. get to do that. Because ice skating is still um, my maybe number one passion and love. Did you go to Disney on ice a lot as a kid? Never. I never have seen a Disney on ice. And my little cousin was a a professional skater um, in, in Disney on ice. But while she was touring and stuff, she's much younger than I am. So by the time that she was skating professionally, um, I didn't, I was doing different Broadway shows, so I could never get to see her cause she was on tour. Um, and I was just actually just talking to her today and I was like, I can't believe that I never got to see you in person, um, skate on, in Disney online. So, um, it's really, it makes me sad. It's one of the things that I wish that I, but no, I've never seen you have. Um, Oh my gosh. It they often come to, you know, around New York City and I will go. Yes. I will gather some friends and go because it's the closest I can get to feeling like I'm at a Disney park, mm-hmm. you know, while still living in New York City. And it's so fun. I remember as a kid there was a Snow White one and I, I bought like the souvenir book and the stickers oh. and I mean yeah. they're really awesome. I mean, it it like I it's ridiculous that I've never seen one in person. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's my, it's a dream. I would love, I just, I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to get you a big Sebastian costume that you can wear <laughs> while you're training. And then that way you're ready for your audition. Okay, perfect. Go be much padding. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sarah asks, and Sarah might be onto you. Who is your favorite Disney sidekick character? I mean, I'm trying to think now of others. That's like, I mean, Archimedes I think is the greatest uh, sidekick of he's for those that don't know, he's the owl. He's Merlin's sidekick in um, sword in the stone. I absolutely love him, but I do. I'm just going through. I love obviously Gus, Gus, Gus from um, Cinderella. Uh, da, da, uh, zook, zook. Uh, and <laughs> I love him. I've said, I love Sebastian and Scuttle equally actually for a little mermaid. Um, Lumiere was my favorite in Beauty and the Beast. Um, Abu, of course. Uh, Ababwa, Ababwa. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, all, oh, and then in Pocahontas, that little pug dog. Like, what was his name even? Percy? Yes. Percy? Yes. <laughs> he. Um, wait, but I'm going to throw this at you. The Black Cauldron. Oh, deep cut. I don't think I've actually seen the, the Black Cauldron. I think just out of fear. It was it was made in 1982. Um, and that was probably, I don't know why that was one of the first Disney movies I saw. It is not for, it is a very scary movie. But the sidekick in that is named Gurgi, and I love Gurgi. I love Gurgi. So those that know Black Cauldron, <laughs> Gurgi. When that one comes to Broadway. When it comes already. to Broadway, look out. I am playing <laughs> Gurgi. Gurgi. 
<laughs> I also, speaking of sidekicks, I love Mushu and Cricket from Mulan. <gasps> Mushu! Oh, my. Both so of them. Good. Yes, both of them. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Yes, I love Mulan. Actually, I, Mulan's one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Madison underscore Brooke 29 asks, what are some of the best lessons you have learned through Disney movies? Oh, I think an overwhelming theme in a Disney movie is the never giving up. Um, mm-hmm. That you watch all these characters. I mean, all the characters go through journeys, like major journeys. Um, and so never giving up, I think, is um, when the cause is noble. That's something that I really see a theme come through. Um, you also sort of see that like each each Disney villain with a villain, there's always a final speech or always a final I got him and then it's just over for them. And the hero always has like one more thing up their sleeve, you know. <laughs> so I think um, I've been like, oh, yeah, where like where there's tyranny in this life. It's like I know that the the tyrannical person is almost done when they give some type of Disney villain final speech of I got it and then we come through as the good guys and we get them with our final thing you know um (laughs) but I would say that and I would say um that also there's always um you always watch every character being so brave and and I don't care like what who they are like each one is brave in their own way. And again, the sidekicks, like I'm thinking of Cinderella because she she's very brave. But then you also have all her sidekicks that are brave enough and strong. Enough. They, they, you know, they push that heavy key all the way up to her room, you know, to help unlock her. Just that it's always a team effort, isn't it? It's never just like the princess does this or the prince does this or it's it's not cookie cutter. It's very complex. Mm hmm. And good will always win. Good will always win. And it and it will. It just will. That's not a Disney fantasy. It just is the way that it is. That's right. Leia is curious. Have you ever met Jody Benson? Yes. I met Jody Benson opening night of Little Mermaid on Broadway. Um, there is much photographic evidence of that moment that was life-changing for me and she if anybody has met her you just know that she is one of the loveliest people she truly is real life Ariel um and fun fact Jody Benson and I went to the same college um Millican University in the middle of Decatur Illinois no one had ever heard of it um and so we talked a little bit about Millican too which was crazy Um, and I just, I just think the world of her and that was such a dream come true for me to get to meet her. Um, and especially on a night that was so life-changing for me as it was. You also shared, speaking of uh, voices of Disney that have been on E-Ticket to Broadway, you have a fun Jonathan Freeman story. Well, yes. So Jafar, I mentioned this earlier, my older sister, Summer, um, she is obsessed and always has been with all the Disney villains. So Jafar uh, was one of her favorite ones. And so we used to quote Jafar things all the time, patience, Iago, you know. And um, so when I knew I was doing Little Mermaid and I was doing it with Jonathan Freeman playing Grimsby, it's like, this is unreal. Like that whole thing was just, and and Jonathan is one of the greatest humans and friends on the planet. Um, and so on my final night of Little Mermaid, when I was leaving the show, um, he, as a present to me, there's always uh, 
on Broadway, they have the stage manager will make the announcements for us backstage. So it's like, hey, uh, hi, everybody. Welcome. It's half hour call. Here's who's um, on tonight for so-and-so's out tonight. And here's um, who's conducting and all these things. They make announcements um, to us backstage as we're getting ready in our dressing rooms. And so my final night of Little Mermaid as my present, Jonathan Freeman gave the announcements as Jafar. Um, it was the best thing in Sierra. This is Sierra's final show. It was so brilliant. He also gave me a picture of him that he signed, like um, him uh, and next to his character, like the drawing of Jafar. It's in black and white. It's just, oh, and he signed it. And I have it framed, of course. It's one of my favorite possessions. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I love him. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Callie wants to know Mike Wazowski or Sully? Mike Wazowski. Um, <laughs> I think I only like that because his name. Um, Sully. Great. <laughs> Vesa asks Do you have a favorite moment with Sherry Renee Scott? All of them. <laughs> Oh yes, I do have a favorite moment and it's Disney. Uh, it was when we were on stage and I I uh destroy her at the end of the show. I take the shell and then I smash it and that's the thing that um makes her go down and um in our Disney Magic version there's a trap door and Ursula, you know, dis- disappears. Well, one night that trap malfunctioned. <laughs> And you have never seen two actors be more terrified. So what it did was it went down about an inch, but that's enough. Like your the floor moved an inch, but then it quickly stopped because something's wrong. The safety, you know, the safety mechanism is that it stops. So it doesn't become a hole in the stage. So it stopped, but she was so terrified and I was terrified. She jumped out into my arms. So I'm, it's literally Ariel and Ursula hugging full body, holding each other's bodies on bodies. And then we just inch, I wish you could see me right now, but I, so I'm trying to describe this the best I can. So while holding each other, we just sidestep very carefully off the stage together. So I'm in my Healy, so you have to be on your toes. She's in these huge platform shoes that are not really meant for walking around. And so we are taking very tiny steps all the way off stage left until the stage management could fix the problem. That is one of my favorite Sherry and Sierra moments. <laughs> it's like I'm defeating yeah. the villain, but then it's like, ah, we need each other. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful life lesson, though? Tis you true. Know, Tis true. We do need each other. That's right. Sophia asks if you could meet up with Ariel, what advice would you give her and what would you both do? Well, I would hopefully be able to have the technology to swim underwater without needing to breathe because I would want to just go swimming around in that grotto that she was in. I, I want her to take me on a journey of her little place. That That's what I would. Wouldn't you? Like, oh. Um, totally. But don't you, I mean, like, question, and this is, you know, when I when I get to meet Ariel in the parks, I always say, like, I, I, I thought you, I thought you became a human. Do you think that when you meet Ariel, like, is Ariel right now, is she a human or is she still a mermaid? Well, I guess that's a great question for her is that, and that's what I would want to know is, did you lose, like, please tell me that you didn't lose your powers to go underwater. I bet not because her father ultimately gave her the legs. So with the, he's not going to make it so that she can never see him again. So I would imagine that she does get to not necessarily go as a mermaid, but I bet she has a power where she, let's say that, that she can breathe underwater. I think that's true. Yeah. 
<laughs> would you give her any advice? Um, n- no, I don't think I would. <laughs> I I really don't. Yeah. Just support her in her choices. Look, if she wanted some, I guess I would tell her you're enough. I suppose that's the advice I give the people, but, um, only if she needed it. I'm not, I'm not one to give unsolicited advice. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's why that question is tricky for me. Cause it's not like I'm waiting to just like give her some advice. Yeah. I would say to her, the next time you can't speak and someone asks you your name, just write it down. Just write it down. Just write it you down. You know, girl, I saw you sign that contract. Yes. So you know, I know you, you know can. how to write. Yeah. Although that was a very magical pen. Oh no, that's true. She did. She actually did. That's right. Never mind. I thought she just pointed yeah. at it. It's a question mark. It's a question mark. Sally asks, do you have a favorite Winnie the Pooh character? Tigger. Great. And the final question, Colby wants to know, has the way you approached singing part of your world changed over the years? Yes. I just was teaching a master class last night, actually, and someone was singing part of your world. And I said that very thing, which is I've been singing part of your world since I was seven years old, um, you know, for fun and like all that stuff. It means something to you different when you're seven and 10 and 14 and 18 and 20 and all this. So, yes, I think that if you are um, really paying attention to what you are singing about, it should change. with you along with you um and so i definitely do that and i encourage anybody who sings part of your world and who works on it to make sure that you are making it your own version and the way that you do that is by getting very clear on what is your world meaning what is the thing that you want ariel wants to be on land so what is the thing that brings you that much passion what is that thing for you and sing to that and that changes for me Well, great. Sierra, thank you so much for answering all those questions. Yes. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Sierra, it's everyone's favorite. This is Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Let me know which (gasps) one you prefer. So I love. Oh, no. These are sidekicks. Here we go. I know. And I love Tweedledee is my favorite. And I played Tweedledee in Alice in Wonderland in middle school in our middle school production. It was the, I did not audition for Alice. I didn't want it. I only wanted Tweedledee and Tweedledum with my best friend, Alexandria Hogan. We auditioned for Tweedledee and Tweedledum. We practiced, we made a whole thing. We had handshake. We had a whole thing. I can probably still do it to this day. Tweedledee. Great. <laughs> well, you're I hope a... these weren't a rapid fire because I went. No, off. they're not. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, that's just the name of the game. But you're the first guest to to answer that. Have question. an enthusiastic answer. <laughs> I'm thrilled. So uh, yeah. here comes another one: Tweedledee or Tweedledum? Big Thunder Mountain or Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Space Mountain because it's all it's it makes you have to use senses other than your eyes. Good. Yeah. Right. That's the complete darkness with stars and stuff. But like you have sensations of like, oh, you have like they take one of your senses away so that you are having just whole other sensations, you know. Yeah. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, it's a small world or the teacups? Teacup. Oh, neither. Oh, neither. (laughs) Those are my two least favorite one because I get very motion sick. So I don't, I can't do anything that spins around and around for no reason. And I can't do any of the, there is a reason. There is a reason for that. What's the reason? (laughs) It's a mad tea party. I understand. But why does it need to go around and around? I I could do up and down is better. (laughs) 
And what, <laughs> what do you have against it's a small world? Well, I know it sounds terrible, but someone else must have said this. This song repeats the whole time, and if the ride gets stuck, which it does, there is zero times in which that ride does not get stuck, and you are also stuck with that tape playing. And it is a tape. I am convinced that it's still a cassette tape playing the same song over and over again. Do I think it is cool that it is a small world after all? Yes, I do. But I need that phrase said to me once. I It's not a ride I feel I need to go on because the ride tells you what it is. It's a small world after all. And I'm like, awesome. I love that. And it sure is. Moving on. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Dole Whips or Churros? Churros. Okay. And final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Under the Sea or Masquerade? Under the Sea. It's more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well. But then I'm thinking about Masquerade. No, I think. I like, actually, I'm going to use another. I like both equally, actually, when I really think about it. Well, that because, can be up for the It's a Small World or Teacups. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, so because it cancels it out. So one I said neither and one I said both. Canceled. <laughs> Sierra, what are the feelings that you experience when you see the castle down Main Street? Oh, it it truly does feel like that. It's weird. It's like that is the dream. There's something about that that makes you feel like, weirdly, anything's possible. Dreams come true. Keep dreaming. Um, it's weird that a building can make you feel that invokes that type of just possibility. It doesn't feel like, oh, that's a faraway thing. Um, and I don't know what the thing is, but it definitely invokes hope and magic and it feels attainable. And I don't know why that is. Mm. Agreed. What's the first thing you want to do the next time you go to the parks? I think that, um, I'm thinking about Disneyland now um, and just I'm going to be really mindful when I walk through the gates again. I'm going to be really mindful in a way that I haven't been because um, it's been a while since I've been um, just to truly take in uh, just the magic and again, the thoughtfulness of, of everything that a Disney park is. Um, that's that truly is my answer. I just want to be very, I want to be fully present with everything. Mm. Well, Sierra, I'm so thankful that you've joined me for this episode and for sharing your love of Sword in the Stone and the Haunted Mansion and all of the sidekicks and your experience with Ariel. This has been so much fun. So thank you so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about something so joyful. And thank you for all your questions. This was so, so much fun. Of course. And we'll see you at the parks. Yes, you will. What's the big idea? Why am I not on Broadway? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.